0: It's hardwired guitar. (laughs) All right, well, good morning, everyone. We invite you to stand and sing with us. So thankful to be in the house of the Lord, thankful to be gathering together to worship Him. You know, set aside this day to worship Him and for Him to speak to us through His Word. And for us to praise him for his goodness, his faithfulness, even when we are unfaithful, right, he remains faithful. And he deserves praise all day, every day. So let's stand and let's sing and let's acknowledge that his ways are better than our ways.
1: thinking sin. Your thoughts are divine, as high as the heavens above the earth. Your ways, Your show me Your ways. Show me Your show me Your ways are better. Show me Your show me Your thoughts are higher. Show me Your ways and I will follow. Show me Your ways. Show me your, show me your thoughts are higher Show me your ways and I will follow Your ways Your ways, your ways are better than mine Always, always your thoughts are divine As high as the heavens above the earth Your ways your ways are better, your ways, your ways are better than mine, always, always, your thoughts are divine, It's high as the heavens above the earth, your ways, your ways are better.
2: Chapel Grace, so good to see you guys. I know a lot of people are like, this is our last hurrah before school starts. So um, I'm glad you guys are here and I want to welcome you guys. Um, And I'm just going to go over a few quick announcements. Um, If it's your first time here, um, we would love to get connected with you. So if you could just find one of these in the front of your pew there and fill that out. Um, You can either drop it in the tithes and offering box in the back or bring it to me at the welcome table. And I have a little welcome gift I'd love to give you. Um, But just make sure you fill that out so we can just get to know you a little bit better. Um, And then also, so we have coming up, a lot of things happening, Um, this coming Wednesday... Obviously, school starts, so we want to definitely be praying for the students, for the teachers, for the administrators, our superintendent, um, just keeping them all in prayer so we have a great and successful school year. Um, Also on this Wednesday, the 17th, is our community food giveaway, and that's from 9 to 12, um, and we do need volunteers for that. So you can, um, I know you can see Vandis um, or Dale. Chat, uh, I almost said Chapman. <laughs> Morris Wrongdale. Um, uh, but go ahead and see them if you'd like to do that. Um, help out with that. That would be amazing. Um, we do have our ladies retreat is coming up. Um, and if you have signed up, that's great. If you haven't, make sure you let us know so we can get you on our list. Um, but we will be doing a fundraiser for that. Um, we're going to be having a tri-tip dinner um, Jimmy Ramsey has volunteered to help cook that, so we're going to have an amazing dinner, and that is going to be on August 31st, so the last Wednesday of the month, you know, it's kind of a crazy month, school's starting, all this stuff is happening, great time to just order a uh, tri-tip dinner and have it cooked for you. Um, so make sure you see any, you can see myself, you can see Misty or any of the ladies that are um, signed up to go to the ladies retreat for that. Um, and then we also have family camp coming up, the 18th to the 20th. Um, and then starting September 4th, um, that's the first Sunday in September, again, we're kicking off growth track. Um, we'll begin with um, 101 starting on Sunday the 4th at 10 a.m., Um, So you can come and see me and sign up. Maybe you forgot and you just want to show up, that's okay. Be here at 10 a.m. and we'll go ahead and get that going. Um, And then um, I also wanted to, we're going to watch a little video, um, but we have um, Grief Share is kicking off um, again coming up, and so we're going to watch a little video about that, and there's also a sign-up sheet in the lobby, Um, and you can see Grandma Betty, or you can see um, Mimi, um, and if you have any questions on that, but it's just a great thing for you guys to, to go through if you've experienced any kind of loss, so let's go ahead and watch that video.
3: Sometimes I forget Jody's gone. My husband Jody died from cancer. I knew in my head, you love God, you trust him, you pray. And that doesn't guarantee that things are gonna go well. But I guess I really didn't know it in my heart My friends invited me out to dinner shortly after Jody died to cheer me up and to help me see the bright side of things. They didn't have a clue as to how I was feeling. It felt like there was a moat between us, and there was no bridge. Grief Share helped me realize that I wasn't going crazy that it really helped me to focus on the Lord during those dark times. The folks in that Grief Share group were the only ones who knew what I was going through and how I was feeling. It still hurts, but I'm not suffocating anymore. Grief Share is a small group open to men and women who are dealing with the death of a loved one, friend, or relative. To find a group, visit www.griefshare.org.
0: Grief Share starts in the first Tuesday of September, and so you can go to griefshare.org and you can search uh, Kalinga, and our, um, our class will show up, and you can sign up for that, and... Uh, I just want to encourage you, and that's one way as a body of Christ, for us to come alongside each other in our weakest or hardest moments, and grief is definitely one of those. So we invite you to, let's, let's stand and let's, let's sing to our God who is with us in our, in the valley of the shadow of death. He's with us in our moments of grief and weakness. He is our strength. He is our refuge. God, we, we come before you, and we just pray that you would prepare our hearts to worship you and to hear from your word lord there's so many voices so many circumstances that want to uh, steal our attention and our affections and we just pray lord that you would be our our portion this morning you'd be our one and only god you can satisfy to the deepest parts of our heart and soul we choose you in jesus name amen
1: My worth is not in what I own, not in the strength of flesh and bone, but in the costly wounds of love. you fix my ransom pain at the cross. I rejoice. I rejoice in my Redeemer. Greatest treasure. Well spring up my soul. I will trust in Him no other. The soul is satisfied in Him. I rejoice.
2: I rejoice
1: in my Redeemer, greatest treasure, wellspring of my soul, I will trust in Him, no other, The soul is satisfied in Him. She Yo... we
4: Should, should be on, there it is. I turned off, my good morning. How is everybody today? Eh? Did you say eh? Oh, good. Blessed. That's a lot different than eh. So, yes, we are, we are it's, a, it's a good day, isn't it? Uh, if you don't have it already, take some time right now to go back and grab one of the communion cups in the back. One of the communion, I, I don't know what you call these things, cup and bread together. And we're going to celebrate communion here in just a few moments. But uh, before we do, I'm just going to pray before we start it, um, because communion is one of those things that's supposed to be. Uh, by the way, can you turn me down just a tad? Because I can hear myself ringing. Um, it's supposed to be one of those things that we take very seriously. When we take communion, we we look in, inside of ourselves. We look into who we are, how our lives are right now, and what we're doing for Christ. Um, because sometimes uh, we need to take a step backwards and go, you know what, I've got to make some things right with some people that I, I'm not right with, whatever that might be, whoever it might be, and however it might be, uh, because that's very important. When we take the Lord's the Lord's, uh, Lord's Supper or communion, um, it's just one of those things that we have some introspect. And so I just think that it's important that we kind of do a little bit of prayer. So as I pray, um, I'm just going to ask you to pray along with me in your, in, your own, in your own, by yourself there, and ask God to just reveal to you some things, if there, or whatever it could be, uh, whatever's happening, not everybody's down and out or having some issues or whatever, but I guarantee you every day we all struggle with something. So let's go ahead and pray together. So Lord, I just want to come to you today, and I just want to thank you for the opportunity to uh, take communion. Lord, the, the chance to, to remember, remember what it is that, that happened for us, how Jesus came and, and died on the cross and spilled his blood for us, and his body was broken for us. God, that's how ugly sin is. And so, Father, I just pray that we would all remember to turn our hearts to you, not just on the day that we do communion, but every single day. May we be right with you, God, as as often as we can. And when we make mistakes or when we do things that that you are not very pleased with, Father, may we admit those things right away and and turn to you for forgiveness right away. Lord, um, some of us aren't feeling very well today. Some of us are are hurting today. Some of us are physically hurting. Some of us are emotionally hurting. Some of us are both. So, Father, I just pray for each and every person in this room and each and every person who's listening online and each and every person who's going to be listening to it online that you would be with each of us. Lord, that you would empty us of ourselves. You would help us to be emptied of, of the things that are going on at the moment so we can be filled with your goodness, with your glory, with your with everything you want for us, God. May we hear your word today. May it impact us, all of us. For it's Jesus' precious name I pray, and we all say amen. Hey, so, um, real quick, communion is just, not not real quick, but communion is, I'm gonna be in Luke chapter 22 this time, beginning in verse 17, just to kind of read to you, so if you were wondering where I'm reading it from. Uh, In the Bible it says, in Acts chapter 7, Acts chapter, Luke 22, pardon me, I keep saying Acts, Luke chapter 22, Starting in verse 17, it says, After taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit. Or actually, let me go up there a little bit before that. He says, I've eagerly deserved, wanted to eat the Passover with you before I suffer. And for that I will not eat again until I find, it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. And he said, that's when he says, Take this cup and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he, and he took bread and gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them and said this is my body given to you for do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way after the supper he took the cup saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Which is poured out for you. Verse 21. But the hand of him who is going to betray me is with me on the, ta- at, on the table. And the son of man will go as it has been decreed. But woe to the one who, to the man who betrays them! And of course then after they kind of question who is this person that's going to betray you. You know. You might say, well, I would never betray Jesus. You know, I would never do that. But I think that there's some times when we kind of should have stood up for him. Should have stood up and said, yes, I'm 100% on fire for Jesus. I'm 100% all in. And we kind of don't do it. Now, that doesn't mean we can't celebrate communion. But what it means is that we should have Jesus on our mind all the time. Do you have Jesus on your mind all the time? I do. I I think about him constantly. And so one of the things that I think about is when I find out that someone's not feeling well or, or not doing well or whatever... And uh, that kind of makes me come back to here and just think about everything and thank God that we have a Savior. We have a Savior who not only saves us from the future or from, you know, from eternal eternity, uh, but he can do something right now. He can save us in the moment of what we're going through, even at that time. And so uh, in a moment, I'll, I'm going to share with you about somebody who's, uh, who I'd like you to pray for when we close out of this. But, uh, but right now, I'd like you to go ahead and take your, your communion and open it up to the bread side. And then take this bread And this is representative of his body That was broken for you And broken for me So take this bread In remembrance of Jesus Take this bread Or cracker um, It's supposed to remind you uh, It's supposed to be bland It's not supposed to taste like Woo that's great Because it's supposed to be Almost like a bitter taste in your mouth Because it wants This is to remind us Of his body that was broken the Bible describes that scene and the scene that we see or that we, we kind of hear about was a very very bad scene it wasn't good for Jesus at all the body talks about him I mean the Bible talks about his body being broken and matter of fact he was hurt so bad that the Bible says you couldn't hardly even under, he hardly looked like a man by the time it was all done I don't know if you've ever seen like Rocky or one of those boxing matches or whatever and at the end of the, the, the match they don't look very good do they um he was even worse than anything like that and so but on top of that as his body was broken he bled for us he bled quite a bit and that blood is representative of, of healing too because the covenant the new covenant in his blood it says this cup is the new covenant in my blood which is poured out for you but the hand i'm just going to stop right there. It's poured out for you his blood was poured out for you and for me did you know that and without that, without this happening, we would have no hope. And so we have hope because of this. So I'd like you to take your cup and drink, take and drink, in remembrance of Jesus, take and drink. We'll sing a hymn at the end of church, at the end of service, or sing, sing something at, at the end of it. And I really hope that as you took that, maybe God spoke to you a little bit about something going on, or I don't know, maybe not even anything negative, just something that got positive flashed in your mind. Speaking of things that are, that are positive, I guess... This is a positive and a negative. First of all, um, well, the first thing I want you to do is pray for our schools. That's not the positive and negative. That's a positive. We want to pray for our teachers going back. Um, They're going to get back, and they've been back for the last week or so, um, but then they're going to have the students in class on Wednesday, and then pray for our students. So pray for not just our teachers, everyone who's involved in school. There's so many people. Without all the people in our schools, we couldn't function. You know, there's the secretaries. There's the, I'm probably going to miss somebody, the bus drivers, the, the aides, the teachers, the... Food service, yeah, yeah, food, yeah. sometimes they're really happy about the food service, I think, you know, I'm just kidding. The food service, and I mean, it takes a lot of a lot of people to come together to make things happen for them, and the food service is no joke, that takes a lot of work, I know it does. Um, so be praying for, or let's go ahead and pray for them, uh, and then before we pray for the schools and everyone that works in it, and the students and all that, um, I don't know, if, if you does. you might know Joe Creel, he hasn't been in church for a while, because he's been kind of, not well, and he's been sick and, and had some things going on with his back, and just all kinds of stuff, so he wasn't well enough to be in church on Sunday mornings, but I've been you know, to visiting with him and talking with him, and, and uh, he ended up going in the hospital uh, last weekend, and as it turned out, he came home on hospice care, because they didn't know how long he was going to make it, uh, and Jared and I went by, was it Monday, Jared, that we went by? Monday, we went by Monday to see him, and he was a little bit with it, he could sometimes you could understand what he was saying and then sometimes you're like yeah okay you know kind of like a baby you know when a baby's learning to talk you're like i I got a little bit of that but i didn't get it all uh before we left though he kind of recognized who i was he said oh i know who you are i kind of made my day you know it's one of those cool things but i asked chris chris is his uh, son-in-law chris acock he actually pastors he's a friend of mine he pastored in fresno as a youth pastor and so we knew each other that whole time and now he's a pastor in um fort bragg which i for some reason i thought fort bragg was down south but it's way up north Anyway, he uh, he's there. He's on sabbatical, so he he came came there and spent some time. And I asked him to give me some updates. So I've got some great updates. I don't know how I don't know anything more except for yesterday. I got some text and it said Joe Joe actually is doing better. He's he actually drank for the first time in a week. You know since Monday, and he ate some applesauce, and he asked us to help him stand up, and he and he stood up, and now he's sitting in a chair in his kitchen. That's a miracle, you guys. I don't know if you get that he was. But And before that, he said, I don't want any more morphine. He told them, I don't want that anymore, before he did the whole standing up thing. So he's with it, enough. To, and they said he, he's talking, and, and all that. If you, it's just amazing. So I don't know if this is just something that God's doing a miracle right now and saying, look, Joe, it's not your time, or, or whatever. He's giving people a little bit more time with, with him, or whatever it may be. But be praying for Joe and for his family, because this is a... It's a really hard time. We talk about grief shared. This is a time before that. We all think back on what happened and before, and did I do enough? Did I say enough? Did I throw my pen? All of those things. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and pray for Joe and his family and pray for our schools. And um, if you have anyone in your mind, picture someone in your mind about the schools when we get to that one, and, and just pray for them specifically. Pick somebody that you might know, or pray for a whole situation, a whole school. Um, you know, I'm partial to all the schools, so I don't really want to pick one school. I want to pick them all. Um, But anyway, so let's go ahead and pray for that before we start our message today, because today's called Chosen for God's Glory, which is a great topic to think about today. So Lord, we just come to you this morning, and uh, I don't think we can ever pray enough. But I want to pray right now specifically for our schools, for the schools around the nation, actually. But we pray right now specifically for this Kalinga-Huron School District. Lord, I pray that you would keep everyone safe, first and foremost, Lord, I pray that the students would get to school safely and get home safely. I pray that uh, they would all be able to get up on Wednesday morning and come in and be bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and ready for school. Um, and I pray that, uh, Lord, that they would be ready to go and, and, and ready to, to learn and, and, and just be there and be a part of things. But I also pray for uh, all their parents. Lord, as their parents are going to be trying to get them up and going and, and things like that because it's, it's been a long summer, I guess, and it's, sometimes it's hard to get in the gear. And so I pray for the parents as they try and get their children up to, to go to school. And, and I pray for the teachers especially as they, they, they have a lot of things on their plate. Lord, they have, they have to teach, but then sometimes thing, things get in the middle of teaching and crisis happens with their and kids' family and, and, and all kinds of things can happen. And so, Lord, I pray that you would be, be with each and every teacher. Give them the gift of, of, of comfort and encouragement and love towards all of their students even if they're students uh, causing trouble or, or whatever it is, Lord, there's always a reason behind that. And so, Lord, I pray that uh, whatever the reason is, whether it's solvable or not, God, that you would intervene for each each classroom, whether they be in uh, preschool, all the way up through high school, and into college as well. Lord, college is starting as well. Uh, Lord, I pray for everybody that supports all, all the teachers and, and all of that, Lord, and, and I pray for all those who work in the office, God, uh, their job is is extremely hard. They have to deal with everything too. And so I pray for them and I pray for our principals and our vice principals and and all our counselors and our bus drivers and all our food service workers and everybody else and the grounds people, everyone that works with the schools, that you'd be with each and every one of them, Father. And so I also want to pray before I close out this morning uh, for Joe. I pray for Joe Creole. God, he's, he's one of my, I just, I love the guy. And uh, I just pray that you would uh, be with him, Father. If it's not his time right now, then so be it, God. We just place him in your hands. But, Lord, if he still is going to go on to see you, Father, we know that he's in a better he'll be in a better place, and he won't be in any more pain uh, and, and all of that. But, God, I pray for Joe, and I pray for his family. I pray, God, that you would be there as, as you work in his body. Thank you for the encouraging words that we just heard about how he, he's speaking some, and he could stand up, and he, uh, he was able to go sit down in the kitchen. That's just amazing, Father, that uh, those things happened. So, God, we just pray that as, that, as that miracle unfolds, Lord, that uh, if you're giving us a little bit more time with Joe, that's great, Father. We just thank you for that, Lord. No matter what happens, God, we're going to place it in your hands, which it's the best place for it to be. And I pray for our service this morning, God, as we continue to learn and, and hear about you, God, that we would all focus on your words. God, as I mentioned earlier, I pray that you'd empty, of us, empty of us, us of ourselves. And fill us with you so that the very words that come out aren't from my mouth that they hear, that people hear, but from you. They hear your words. We trust you, God. We praise you. And I pray for all those who are here and those who are listening online as well. In Jesus' precious name I pray and we all say amen. amen. Now if you have prayer requests, don't forget you can always call the office and let us know. If you have a prayer request, we can put you on our prayer list. You don't always have to have it out on a prayer list if you just want to tell the pastors or tell somebody, you know, just have somebody else. Sometimes we just want to, a quick prayer between us and somebody else too but don't forget we we want to pray for you and that's kind of what that card's all about that kelly spoke about too if you need prayer on that uh or you need something whatever it is we won't know unless you tell us um because we're we're not like god god knows everything but we don't know everything um and he does so today we're going to be in uh romans chapter 9 so if you can go ahead and start opening your bibles to romans chapter 9 we're going to be uh talking about chosen for god's glory now What does that mean, being chosen? Uh, You know, chosen has a special word that goes along with it. That means that you were picked. You were specifically, you know, part of something. Like, I don't know about you, but I always hated when it was time to pick people. I didn't want to be the captain of a team in in elementary school or high school or whatever, having to pick the team, you know, pick players, you know. Okay, you first, you first. And every time I wasn't even on there, I'd be like one of the last people picked because I was a little shrimp, man. I was a little scrawny thing and uh, didn't get picked first. But when I was chosen, there was just something about that. Yeah, they chose me. They picked me. They picked me. Um, God picked all, picked all of us. He picked you. So uh, I'm excited to talk about this and worship together with you today. And uh, I'm not sure, as I've said a couple of times, I'm not sure what you're carrying with you today. I, I feel I feel a little bit of heaviness on me today, too. I, I'm not 100% today. Uh, I wish I were like 100%, but... We're getting better every day or I'm getting better every day and those of you praying for me I pray I, thank you for that and uh, health is just one of those things and when you don't have it you take it for granted but then when you you know when you have it I mean you take it for granted but when you don't you, you just know how precious it is to be feeling good right um, so I know what it is to be down I know what it is to be up and I'm not sure what you might be going through what baggage you might be carrying but the pursuit of things in our life the pursuit of righteousness the the, the life of faith and knowing that we don't have to do this alone is something that is very encouraging. Knowing that God is there all the time. And we're going to t- continue in our book from the, from the passage of Romans chapter 9. And it's amazing news. I want you to know that you and I were chosen for God's glory. God, it's all to glorify God. It's never to point back to us. It's always to point to him. Everything that happens in our life, good and bad, should always point to how good God is. Amen? Amen? So I'm going to, you might, I'll try and read these out to you slowly so you guys can see If they don't get to come back up on the screen right there. Uh, hopefully they will. Um, but if you have your Bible or a Bible app, as I told you already, go ahead and open your Bibles to Romans chapter 9. We're going to begin in verse 14. I wish that I could have the time to preach verse to verse on Sunday mornings, but that would take me, uh, if you've been with me on Sunday nights, that would take me years to get through one, one book of the Bible. I, it takes me a long time. So I'm trying to pick different things as I've been reading the book of Romans and what God has said to me through Romans um, and what I've been learning and what God's been speaking and what he wanted me to bring to you. Uh, And so today is chosen for God's glory. So Romans chapter 9, beginning in verse 14, and we're going to go all the way to verse 25. So we've got a long section of verses today, and I want it to do most of the speaking for us. And Paul says this. He says, what shall we say then? Talking about trials and things that we go through. He says, what shall we say then? Is God unjust? not at all or is there injustice on god's part um, if you have different different versions of uh, different ones that says those things for by no means for he says to moses i will have mercy on whom i have mercy and i will have compassion on whom i have compassion so then it depends on, not on human will or ex ex exertion but on god who has mercy no matter what everything everything counts on god and so for the scripture says to pharaoh "...this very purpose I have raised you up... ...that I might show, you my, pow- show my power in you... ...and that my, my name might be proclaimed in all the earth." That seems like a, a weird place to say talk about Pharaoh... ...but it's proving that God can use anybody... ...and will use anybody he wants to. And so then he has mercy on whomever he wills... ...and he hardens whomever he wills. And so as we move on... ...and it says, the next, next scripture says... "...you will say to me then... What, ...why does he still fault, find fault? For who can resist his will... But who are you, oh man, to answer back to God? What will, 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 what is, is molded? Say to its molder, why have I made you this? Or in another place you could say, it talks about the clay, folding, the, making the clay. Will the clay tell the, tell the, the person making, making it, tell them what it was supposed to be or that you made a mistake in the middle of, of forming in the clay. You can't do that. And so says, has the potter, oh, I went back, I was still trying to finish that one. Go back to that one, would you? Uh, there we go. Has the potter no right over the clay to make out of the same lump one vessel for honorable use and another for dishonorable use? So we, when that's controlled, we're kind of like clay in God's hands. Okay, you can go to the next one. Okay, what if God, desiring to show His wrath and to make known His power, has endured with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction, in order to make known the riches of His glory for vessels of mercy, which He has prepared beforehand for glory, even us whom He has called, not. From the Jews only, but also from the Gentiles, as indeed he says in Hosea. Those who were my, not my people, I will call my people. So we're talking about every person out there. We're talking about all the people. When, we, when we're talking about who God chooses, who God's wants, he shows all people. I will call them my people who are not my people. I will call her my loved one who is not my loved one. God calls us. ...God reaches out specifically to humans... ...God has, has made a purpose for us. He made us completely separate and different. As I talk about the gospel, G-O-S-P-E-L... ...how I share that acronym... God cre- ...the first thing I talk about is God created us to be with Him. Did you realize that? You were not created to be separated from God. You were not created to be apart from God. You and I were created to be with God... ...specifically designed for that purpose... With that choice in our minds and that hope that we have in Christ, it's it, it's who God is. But you know, God has the final authority in everything. And I, I one of the things that kind of intrigues me is as we read the scriptures, there it said He's gonna he'll he'll be with he'll be with those who he wants to be with, and he'll harden those hearts that he wants to harden. Now, why would he harden a heart? That's not for me, and that's not for you to, to to guess or know or anything like that. God is is sovereign, and God is in total control, and God has complete authority. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? You can answer back today. So, do you believe that God has authority in your life and in this planet? And he talked about Pharaoh, and he used Pharaoh to do good things and to do some bad things. Um, so God can do whatever he wants to do, and we as human beings try to judge. We try to go, well, I think I know better than God, and so I'm going to judge why, God, why would God do this or why would God do that? And so that's where we get ourselves in trouble, because mankind was created in his image. That's where we're going to be the first one. Number one is mankind was created in his, God's image. That means that doesn't mean that we look like God. That means we have the characteristics of God in a sense. Uh, and let me read to you from the Bible, from Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. It says, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God created every single person on this planet. Every person, he started... And, and I know a lot of people have a hard time believing that it started, everything started with two people, Adam and Eve. You know, there's the whole thought about, you know, if they can prove that evolution came or whatever, but the Bible doesn't talk about evolution. The Bible says that God spoke into existence man and he brought woman into existence. He spoke them, he brought them, he created them. It talks about God reaching down and grabbing the clay from the ground and forming man from the dust, of the, the dirt of the ground and breathing the breath of life into man. He breathed life into him. He didn't do that with anything else on this planet. Read it. Go back and look in Genesis. He created everything else he spoke into existence. He said, let there be animals, let there be whatever it is. Let there be, let there be, let there be. But with mankind, he took the time to physically create you and I. Physically. Now, you might be saying, well, I was born. I wasn't, you were created. God knew you before he formed you in the womb. He had a plan and purpose for you before that even happened. See, Genesis chapter 2, verse 7 says, Then the Lord formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. A living being. You have a a whole part of you that knows knows who God is in some sense. See, a dog can't choose to be, to follow God. A dog or a cat or whatever because they're just they're animals. They don't have that higher capacity to, to make choices like that. And even when it seems like a dog makes a choice, they're still doing something out of instinct alone. Does that make sense? Although I love my dogs, and they, you can train them to do things. But even in some instances, how, long, how many times have you seen a dog's been trained and all of a sudden they just go back to what they were doing? They don't, they, they don't behave or whatever. We had our dog do something weird this morning. It took off and I was, she wasn't listening to me. Um, sometimes those things happen. Um, so it's incredible to understand, though, that God has formed us specifically to be who we are, to be in relation with him, to be with him. Does that make you happy? Seriously, that makes me happy. That makes me know that God cared enough about me that he created me specifically to be who I am. And so in that way, I say God does not make mistakes. God did not make a mistake with who you are when you were born. God specifically planned you to be the person that you're going to be, whether you're soft-spoken or loud-spoken, whether you're a guy or a girl, whatever it is, God has a plan, had a plan before you were even born. When he formed you in the womb, the Bible says he formed us in the womb. He formed us. And he had a plan and a purpose for each person's life. It's incredible to know that God formed us. He didn't speak mankind into existence, as I said. He created us. And he breathed the breath of life. He didn't breathe life in anything else. He just said, come and be there, and, and they, were, they were there. You know, we all, But the problem is, sin entered into humanity and messed everything up. And you know why? Because God gave people a choice. He gave us a choice from the very beginning. In the the Garden of Eden, God had a a, a garden there, and he said, you can take from everything in this garden except for this one tree. And, of course, we know there's the rest is history. Um, Adam and Eve decided to take from the tree because they were tricked, so to speak, from... um, the enemy and they went ahead and they wanted to be like God in a sense and they fell short. They fell short. You see, that's, that's what sin means. Falling short of God's standards. Falling short of what God has for us. Falling short of what he's done for us. Falling short of what he expects out of us. And we allow sin in our lives to distort God's image. That's what I'm talking about. We take God and we create God who we, how we want him to be. We make God this way because of sin. Sin causes us to say, I think God should be this way, not that way. Instead of reading the word of God and seeing who God is, God says when he was asked, who is he? He said, I am that I I am. They asked him, who are you? And he says, I am. In other words, you don't have any right or any choice to decide how God is going to be. God is God. We can't form him. We can't tell him what to do. We can't make him decide to do what to do. We can pray to him and ask him. But God is still sovereign and God makes choices. God is the one who is in control. You know, just as Romans, our passage in Romans, Romans speaks about, God gets to decide who and what he uses to accomplish his purposes. And I say, wow, God uses us to accomplish his purpose. Is that not amazing or what? God uses you and he uses me to accomplish his purposes. He doesn't need us. He wants us. He chooses us to do it. Is that huge or what? I think that blows my mind. And he created us specifically so we could be used of him. Specifically. He didn't want us to be trained like a dog. Or any animal. He wanted us specifically to be individuals. With individual thoughts. With individual personalities. With individuals of who we are. And if you're who you are, God created you that way. If you're going through something... uh, Like I, I often said, why did I have to go through depression? Why did I have to go through anxiety? Why do I still have to go through some of those things? God... God knew all that was going to happen. But you know what? I go through those things so I can grow and become stronger and grow closer to God and be more like Jesus every day. And so but God is the one who chooses uh, what to, chooses people and things to accomplish His purposes. For some reason, even, even among our flaws and our sins, He still chooses us, and God used, choose us to use, be used by Him, and I think that's amazing. So God chose us. To, God chose to enter into a broken relationship with broken human beings in order to bring about redemption and reconciliation. Redemption. He redeemed us from the curse of sin and reconciled us with Him. Only He could do that. Those are some. So those aren't some really big words that all of us should know. We should know those words. Redemption. If you take a bottle down to, if you take a bag of bottles or cans or whatever down to the redemption center to get money for them, that's what that means. You turn them in to get something in turn in turn for them. God redeems us. He redeems us, and he reconciles us. That means he makes, makes our relationship right. But we have to make that choice. That's the difference. We have to choose. He chooses us, but we also have to say, yes, I, I want that. Because God will never force himself on anyone. Because as I said, he doesn't want you to be some, uh, some robot, some trained animal. He wants you to be individuals. He wants us to be individuals. And so we know it's a beautiful example of grace how God chooses each and every one of us. And redemption and reconciliation such an awesome thing. We don't deserve them, but God gave them to us anyway. God made them available. So not only did God create us in his image, God, uh, he, we're, he may, we are broken, but beautiful because of God's purpose for us. Did you know God has a purpose for you? I've said that quite a few times. I have to admit, there's times in my life when I've been, I don't, I don't see my purpose. I don't believe God has a purpose for me. I've said that in the past. And then God humbled me. And showed me, oh, he has a purpose. I want you to think for a moment. Have you ever thought that God doesn't have a purpose for you? Have you ever felt like a person with no purpose and no will, no no anything at all? If you have, then, then you're a human being just like the rest of us. Most people have asked, what is the purpose of life? Why am I here? Why am I here? Well, first of all, we're here because God wants you to be here. You were born because God wanted you to be born. You exist because God wanted you to exist. And sometimes we're broken. You see, in Romans chapter 9, he talks about the potter. He claims the potter has the right to choose what to do with the clay. That's true, right? When you have, I've never I've never done clay. I've watched uh, other people do it, and there's a movie, I can't remember the name of the movie right now, but where a guy's doing clay with his, his wife or whatever, and you fold it and you make a cup out of it or whatever, you know, whatever. I have used clay, but I didn't put it on a little machine that spins it. I just kind of made it into an ashtray when I was a kid, you know, because my dad smoked pipes. So that's what I did. That was, my, that was my project with clay. I chose to make it into an ashtray. So some of you uh, feel like ashtrays, don't you? Feel like you're just getting dumped in. That's really what an ashtray's purpose is, isn't it? To pick up the ashes. Well, not only that, but uh, it gets cleaned out. They don't stay in there. You see, we all have things that have happened in our lives. And no matter what you think, no matter how it looks, or what purpose it's for, God could have easily passed us by. Think about that. When when we decided to sin, and I say we, because sin passed down to all, all humans, it's not just Adam and Eve. When they sinned, it came upon all humanity. It infected all of us. But he... He could have easily said in that moment I'm done I'm just going to erase everybody from existence and I'm going to start over I'm just going to make people the way I want them to be but that's not what God did I'm looking around at all of you and I know many of you and I've worked with many of you on, on ministries and done things with you and you guys are amazing the things that you can do and the things that you have done and the things that you do for other people without even thinking about yourself are amazing and you know why you do that? Because God specifically created you to be that kind of person. I believe God created everyone to do the different things in their life. Whether you're a police officer, firefighter, teacher, um, in the military, whatever. God knew that you were going to do that. And he created you to be able to do that. Whether you're a man or a woman. God did that. You know, and so... He could have easily passed us by and accomplished his purposes in any way he wanted. As I said, God is sovereign. God can do that means He can do whatever He wants to do. God doesn't depend on you, Kelly, to do anything. But He he uses you, though. But if, if if she didn't do it right, didn't choose to do something or whatever, He'll choose somebody else because His purposes will always be fulfilled. And so my choice is when God tells me to do something, I want to be the one to get to do that. I want to be used of God He wanted us That's the point of all this He wants, not wanted, he wants us He wants us He wants to use us And here's the big reason Turn with me in, in chapter 9 verse 1 Turn with me over to chapter 9 verse 1 Romans of course and I'm going to read from my NIV right here. We're going to go all the way to chapter six, nine, verse chapter nine, verses one to six. And this is what, what uh, the Word of God says: <clears throat> I speak the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience confirms it in the Holy confirms it in the Holy Spirit. I have great sorrow and an unceasing anguish in my heart, for I could wish that I my, that my I myself were cursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my brothers, those of my own race, the people of Israel. Theirs is the adoption of sons. Theirs is the divine glory, the covenants, the receiving of the law, the temple worship and promises. Theirs are the patriarchs. And them, from them is traced the human ancestry of Christ, who is God over all, forever praised. Amen. He said, it is, not, it, is not for, it is not as though God's word has failed. For not all who are descended from Israel are Israel. Nor because they are his descendants are they all Abraham's children. On the contrary, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. So what he's saying is that all people are Israelites. He chose the nation of Israel. But he also chose everybody. I don't know if you understand or realize, but the nation of Israel was supposed to be a light to nations, to other nations. Just like we're supposed to be a light to other people right now. They were supposed to lead people to God. And obviously back then they had a specific way that you were going to become a follower of God you had to become a part of the Israel Israeli Israelites or become a Jew and you had to do certain things and you had to choose that. But understanding that, you still know that God chose you first. So he says this 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 person who wrote this is his name was Saul who became Paul and who wrote the book of Romans. He wrote this. He was a guy who actually set out to destroy Christians. And then God intervened in Acts. If you read, us, read Acts with us over this, uh, the last couple of months back, you understand you'll hear what Paul did, how Paul's life changed. Paul's life dramatically changed. And he killed believers in the name of, in, in the name of uh, in, who were in Jesus Christ because he thought it was the righteous thing to do. But then God intervened and said, No, I'm going to use Paul for my purposes. I'm going to use Paul for my, my desires, with the things that I want to accomplish with him. I'm going to do that. And so that's what he did. And so, you know, this, this, he used them and he used, uses us even with our flaws. Matter of fact, sometimes our flaws are exactly what draw people into us. I, um, whenever I talk about my depression, I, I kind of feel weird about it. But then I find out how many other people are in the same boat I'm in or have been or still are. I'm still dealing with depression every day. It doesn't go away, you guys. It's it's one of those things that's always there. It's better some days than other days. It's kind of like grief. I'm looking at Grandma Betty thinking about grief. Sometimes I uh, watch a television program and I think about my mom and dad and I get very sad because they're not around anymore and I just, I cry. Because my mom and dad, I can't speak to them now. There's just things in our life that trying to get, right, use the right words here because sometimes words fail me because the words that I need to use, I want something to be even more, give it more of a punch you see maybe you're questioning whether God even loves you anymore because you feel like you've gone too far maybe you've gone too far I thought that, that's what Kelly's voice, I thought, I, oh man did I bring my phone in with me? But that was my phone. That's why I looked at you. Did you put my phone in? Anyway, let me get back to this. You might be questioning whether God chose you or not, whether God even loves you, whether God because you've gone too far. You let me say this really quickly. You can never go too far. The moment you choose Jesus, you're always part of His. You're always His. You will always be His. But you need to choose Him. (laughs) Maybe for you. You believe that the lie that God certainly couldn't use you because you're not perfect. Let me tell you something. There is not one perfect person in this room. Sorry to break that news to you. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. There's only one perfect person that ever lived, and that was Jesus Christ. Everyone else is imperfect. You were born imperfect. You're going to grow up being imperfect until the day that you die, and God makes you perfect then and your body, and everything is perfect at that point. Did you know that? Yeah. That makes me feel like, oh man, that means that even though I make lots of mistakes, woo! and so because of that, we are unfit, right? We're unfit. We we don't deserve this. The reality is, church, I cannot earn God's love. The reality is, you can't earn God's love. There's nothing you can do to earn it. God gives it to each and every one of us freely. Freely, amen, thank you. Freely. He's not a God who goes back and forth and says, oh, yeah, oh, no, oh, oh, oh. You know, like we do when we're trying to figure out what we want to do for dinner. I'll have this. No, I'll have this. I'm terrible about dinner. I could want hamburgers one second. The next thing, I want tacos, which hardly ever do I want tacos. But anyway, God doesn't do that. God doesn't, isn't, it's uh, a word? Indecisive, Indecisive. yeah. He's not, that, he's not like that. You know, um, he doesn't love us less when we do things right or when we screw up. He loves us all the time, no matter what. And he doesn't love me anymore when I preach a good sermon, which I hope today, God, I hope I'm doing that. But it's really up to you, Lord. It's up to him. It's not the words that I'm saying. I've I've had so many times when I'm preaching a message and somebody says, I really got what you're saying, Pastor Bruce. And they tell me what they got. And I'm like, I don't remember saying that. Right? The Lord's speaking to their mind. The Lord was speaking to them. And saying exactly what they needed. The Holy Spirit was communicating as I was communicating. And they were hearing this this voice from God. And I think that should give us great comfort. And God doesn't love you any less no matter what you do and serve in church. Whether you serve serve as a volunteer in the church nursery. Or you're a pastor. Or you're doing something else, whatever, where you're not seen. God loves you the same no matter who you are. I'm not loved more than you by God. Did you know that? And I praise God for that. I'm glad that we're all loved equally. It's the same with his mercy. Paul is clear to say that we can't do anything to work for it. You cannot earn God's mercy. God gives it freely. Because if we could, we would be driven by a performance-based Christianity. That's why I would never be a good salesman, performance-based salesperson, you know. I feel bad about trying... I sold vacuum cleaners when I was in Bible college. And I felt really bad by selling these people a vacuum cleaner... Were like, really expensive, really expensive. And they would buy them, right? I don't know how I did it, but they would buy the the vacuum cleaner. And then we would have a big celebration. I would cut the cord of their old vacuum cleaner. You know why I did that? Cord's broken. You got to keep the vacuum cleaner I just sold you. I felt bad about that. And that was performance-based. We made money on each vacuum cleaner we sold. Thankfully, I don't think vacuum cleaners are sold door-to-door anymore, are they? I haven't had anybody come up to my Now, not solar panels or whatever, let me tell you this. This is what I worry about sometimes. Verse 23, verse, Romans chapter 3, verse 23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's the definition of sin. We fall short. It's God's job to be perfect, not ours. If you're trying to be perfect, you can't be. That's why we, fall. That's why we, get, we mess up. That's why we, we let things get to us. I want you to hear this about our strengths and weaknesses. I thought, I I didn't know before I received Jesus that I, how to even be part with, be with God. I kind of knew there was a God, but I didn't know, you know, I, I wasn't sure that if I was to die and close my eyes, if I would go to heaven when I was younger. And it used to scare me. You ever get scared when you think about dying? I used to all the time, I don't anymore. But I used to, because I used to think, what if it all just goes black? What if everything's just black and you're done and nothing else happens anymore? And you cease to exist. And that did not give me comfort whatsoever. then I heard about Jesus. And I heard that I'm a sinner. And then I heard that he he knows my strengths and my weaknesses, my victories and my defeats. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5 says, and this is what I was referring to earlier, before I formed you in the womb... I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to nations. He's talking to Jeremiah, but we can take that same concept and know God formed you in that womb and set you apart for a certain purpose in life. Whatever it is, whether you're supposed to be a janitor or whether you're supposed to be a a pastor, whether you're supposed to be a, a lawyer, yeah, a lawyer, or whether you're supposed to be a judge, whether you're supposed to be a firefighter or something else. You see, in Jeremiah's case, God formed him and set him apart before birth. And now you and I might not be the next prophets appointed by God to bring, bring God's words to Israel. But the big idea of being formed and known runs throughout the entire Bible. Throughout the entire thing. And so I'm going to finish with this. It says, for you, for, he says this in the Bible, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made, for your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in a secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. That's in Psalm chapter 139, verses 13 to 16. That speaks specifically of God having purpose for you in your life. God formed you specifically with a purpose. And the reason we don't feel like it is because we're not finding that purpose. We're not doing something. We're not, we're not seeking God. You see, you were formed, known, and chosen by God. Is that not amazing or what? Formed, write that down. Formed, known, and chosen. In that order. You were formed, you were known, and God chose you for specifically reasons. These are powerful words to help. Powerful words to help us identify as a new as new creations, alive with Christ, redeemed by God. You look. I want you to take a second, and if you haven't read the Bible, I w- I, w- I would encourage you to read the Bible. I would encourage you, God, not just the New Testament. Go back to the Old Testament. It's full of people who made mistakes, but God used them anyway. King David, Ruth the Moabite, Mary the mother of Jesus, Peter the uneducated fisherman turned chief disciple. All of these people had faults. They all had doubts. They were all human beings. Just like you. Just like me. And he used each and every one of them. Throughout history. We find about that. Find out about that. God has empowered and used them for extraordinary purposes. But I want you to know something. He still does today. I believe he desires to use us as well. I know he does. And it won't always be easy won't always be simple. And I want you to know, he chose, you, he chose to love you. He chose to love us. And he chose to use us. So this is an invitation for new and old believers alike. Often, we, we walk with Jesus uh, and we're more complacent in what we do. And we're comfortable because we like where we're at. I don't want to change. I don't want to be challenged. That means I'm going to have to do something. Well, he's inviting us into the work with him. It's important that we take time to consider the life that we've been called to, invited to, redeemed into as a result of our choice to accept and follow Jesus. Likewise, if you have not done that yet, today's the day. Today's the day to choose Jesus. Spend some time in prayer, worship, and take some time to reconnect this week with God. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, I want to thank you for this opportunity to focus on you. You chose us. Before the foundations of the world, you chose us. You knew who we were going to be. And you formed us into the specific person that we are today. God, may we choose you. May we find you. And may we follow you, God. God, may we look to you. Lord, I pray for those who have received your son Jesus as Savior already. Maybe they did it a long time ago. Maybe they just did it. It doesn't matter. We still belong to you, God. I pray for those who may not have received your son Jesus as Lord and Savior that they would do it today because today is the day of salvation. God, let them choose him right now and pray a prayer something like this Dear Jesus, I ask you to come in my life and save me. Jesus, I turn from my sin and I turn to you. I know I'm not perfect, but you make me perfect. You make me better. You make me complete. And so, Father, I just pray that we would all turn to you. We would turn to your son, Jesus Christ, for salvation. Because you, don't, you chose us all. You never wanted us to be separated from you. That wasn't your will. That was our will. May we choose you, God, just as you've chosen us. Thank you, Lord. For it's in Jesus' precious name I pray, and we all say, amen. Amen. Let's sing together.
1: The weakest, the vilest, the poor. dead we could
4: Jesus as Lord and Savior today and I pray for those who may have done it another day God be with each and every one of us carry us through God thank you for choosing us thank you for encouraging us thank you for empowering us and Lord I do continue to pray for Joe Creole God I pray that you would continue to heal his body if that's your choice if that's what you want God because as I said you are sovereign you make the choices and so Lord I pray for all of those who getting ready to go back to school keep them everybody that's involved in school protect them guide them. And Lord, I just pray that as we all go home today, you protect and guide each and every one of us. We trust you, Lord, for it's in Jesus' name we pray, and we all say amen. Have an outstanding day.